placing a premium standard of expectation when chasing results in business is nothing new for executives and entrepreneurs alike. However, the question remains, do they place the same level of optimization and priority on optimizing and looking after their health. Julian Hayes II is an executive health consultant and an epigenetic alterier and the host of Optimize Your Health for Busy Entrepreneurs. His professional journey began with his pursuit to become a doctor. However, he left medical school after one year in pursuit of something bigger. Now he's the founder of the Art of Fitness in Life, a Bespeak Concierge Health and Performance Advisory Firm, helping busy entrepreneurs and executives, along with entrepreneurs, live healthier, happier, richer, and longer lives. Hayes, join me this week to discuss how this is done in greater detail and his own personal journey in the health and fitness industry and how he defines truly optimizing your health. I'm Kevin McShan. Let's have this conversation. We began our conversation by Hayes detailing just how the art of fitness in life truly stands out amongst all the rest when it comes to advising people on how to live their life to their ultimate and maximum fitness and health potential. Yeah, so as you mentioned, it's a, it's an advisory firm called The Art of Fitness in Life, and the purpose is to help you live longer, richer, and healthier lives, and probably the thing that makes it a little different is that I am very keen on technology and leveraging data to help us make precise solutions when it comes to our workout plans, our nutrition plans, and our anti-aging plans as well, so a lot of times what this looks like in a more practical sense to give you a better picture is before you even, before I give any recommendation with a person, I will start by taking a lot of different assessments just to see where they stand. Like what's their biological age compared to their chronological age? What's their blood work look like? What's their, um, and, uh, let's see, what's another one. Um, there, and most importantly, a genetic test just to see their blueprint, and then once we have all that, we'll go from there to start um, implementing the, the game plan form. And to that point, Julian, I'm curious to ask you, what's your definition of optimizing health for entrepreneurs? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so it, it allows you to basically move and live on your terms with no limitations. And optimal health is going to be different for each of us. So that's actually, I like that you asked that question. It's because that's actually one of the first things that I do with anyone before, before sending out any test or anything to their house or anything. It's for them to get specific on what optimal health means to them. You know, how are you moving? How are you feeling? How are you going about your day? And, you know, also to how are the relationships in your life? How is the career and the work that you're doing? Is there fulfillment there? So we take a very holistic approach when it comes to helping them craft out this definition of optimal health. Yeah, and we're talking about optimal health for entrepreneurs. How do you think their everyday running of a business and their personal life affects uh, the way they view uh, the value of their health? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... When we look at their everyday life and we look at their health, I think a lot of times there's sort of a disconnect. There's sort of a disconnect initially. And I think that's probably where some of the initial frictions and some of the initial struggles come from is, you know, maybe it's hard to see where getting more sleep how does it actually tie into you growing the revenue of your company? Sometimes it's hard because when we think about work, we think about just hustle, 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 grind, grind, grind. And that's going to give us our results. But we don't necessarily see that if we're coming in in a more optimal state, a more well-rested state, we're actually going to be a lot more efficient and effective inside our day-to-day operations within our business, which then is going to give us more time back to go do some of the things that we enjoy, such as being with our family or just various hobbies. Yeah, and now I want to talk about uh, precision performance of longevity. And how do you think uh, companies can elevate their bottom line by using uh, this uh, approach? Yeah, so on the organizational side of things, like you mentioned right there in, in companies is, a lot of times companies talk about workplace wellness. They talk about, and they do a few wellness initiatives, but there's really no cohesion behind that. And so that industry inside of things is notorious for falling short of actually accomplishing anything meaningful. So it's, it's usually just been a very bleeding cash to put it nicely for them. So when you take a more precise approach with this, you're going to obviously help your bottom line, but you're going to do that through a way of basically having each employee once again, more rested, healthier, energized, and more present at their job, which means that they are then going to do that job in a much more efficient and effective state. So therefore, you are helping the productivity go up throughout a daily basis. And, and also, in, in today's times, what you're doing, one of the most underrated things is you're actually going to be able to retain your top employees. And as far it's far cheaper to retain an employee, a great employee, than it is to go get a hire an employee and then have to train them. So it's it's critical that you retain and do everything you can to keep your top performers happy at your company. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more about it. You know, I uh, work with uh, people that uh, have disabilities and uh, can get them employment. So uh, optimizing health and uh, talent is important, isn't 
Yes, ab- absolutely it is. Yeah, absolutely. And then tell me about it that uh, you're the author of uh, The Body Architect. So tell me all about the book and what it's all about. Yeah, so when I wrote that book a couple of years ago, it's basically what I call a fitness origin story. You know how we have superhero origin stories of like how Batman becomes Batman, how Superman becomes Superman. Well, I thought, let's make a fitness origin story of how someone starts at day zero and becomes a healthier individual. How do you build the habits to exercise easier, to exercise more efficiently, to eat healthier, to sleep, and to also uh, integrate other things within your lifestyle. So this is definitely a fitness origin story to help people go from zero to launching. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, to that point, Julian, I'm uh, always fascinated to ask fitness people about the importance of really taking ownership and empowerment over your health. Because you know, if you're not personally invested, you're not motivated to make a change or make a difference when it comes to your health. So tell me, what do you think it means to be personally invested and engaged in your health? Yeah, personally, what does it mean to be personally invested in your health? Well, you know, the easy answer, the top of mind is that you are putting some money toward your health. And But I would like to say that you are putting, you're making daily decisions and habits and choices that is leading to growth, that is leading to a richer you tomorrow, that is leading to a better you for the tomorrow, that you're leading to someone being 1% better than they were today. And so it's like depositing in a bank each week. You're depositing $5 each week and it's adding up and it's adding up. So every day that you decide to, maybe make that that smoothie or go for that walk or go for that run or stop watching TV so you can make sure to get your seven, eight hours at night. That's, that's a, a commitment in investing in yourself and depositing in that, in that account that's getting you better for the future. And yeah, we all have to, you know, I always say that we make, a time for the priorities that are important to us in life, don't we? Absolutely, man. You cannot absolutely. If it if it's truly important, you would most likely find a way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And I know one of your passions, brother, is through the written word. They tell me that you've written more than two hundred columns. So I don't know how you found the time to do this podcast this morning, but congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations on that, buddy. Tell me, why is it so important uh, to you to communicate with people through uh, the written word? Yeah, it's just meeting people at different mediums that, that, that they like to consume. Not everyone is an audio person. I, I like audio. Not everyone person is a video person. And some people, some people love to read the written word. And when you read the written word, the thing it also is, forces you to kind of slow down and you have to focus. So whereas when you're listening to audio content, you can multitask, you can do a bunch of different things. I know sometimes I am rearranging, cleaning a little, a few things around the house while I'm listening to a podcast or I can driving down, driving somewhere, listening to a podcast or running, listening to a podcast. And with the written words, you can't do that. So you had to put all your focus in there. So it's kind of energizes me 
to that if someone's going to read this, they're going to actually have to sit and focus on this and do nothing else. And so that's a that's an honor to me that they're taking the time, which is our most precious commodity, to to read um, to read something that I wrote. And I, I just think that we need more different voices out there. Like there's a lot of health and fitness people in the world, but the way we say things is a little different. And we all, I'm sure a lot of people have heard that, sure, you need to sleep, make sure you get your proper amount of sleep, or sure, you need to make sure you eat a clean diet. But the way I say it may be just what someone needs to hear. And then the way one of my friends says it is just what this person needed to hear. And it can just resonate with them more than me. Yeah, uh, diversity of perspective is important, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I could, you know, that's a very good way of saying it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Julia, I'm, I'm wondering your thoughts on how the fitness industry has changed. Because, you know, we're marketed a lot for, when we talk about fitness, depending on what you're watching at the time, you're marketed towards a certain audience when it comes to fitness to try this and try that. But how do you think the marketing of the fitness industry and the benefits of it have changed uh, to better suit people? And what, uh, conversely, has you, uh, for the lack of a better term, most frustrated about the direction of the fitness industry as a whole? Yeah, I think the, the thing I like of where the fitness industry is going is that it's becoming a little more holistic and actually revealing and truthful in terms of how people look a certain way, how much time it actually takes to, to do certain things. And I think for the longest time, there's a lot of disingenuous marketing, which is some of it still exists, but it's not as prevalent in terms of you have to do things a certain way to get a certain result. And I like that there's more diversity of thought. I like that there is a more representation of different sizes, different bone structures of individuals that are absolutely in healthy form. And so I like that, that not everyone has to be a, you know, a looking like a athlete, like a, like a track athlete or, or just someone that's, or like a fitness model on a magazine cover. Not everyone has to look like that. And I, I do appreciate that more now that it's becoming more accessible to people and that there's just, you know, I just like that there's more people from different walks of life and different backgrounds. And I think that's great because now you have people, there's always someone out there that you can relate to now. Like not everyone is going to relate to me because I operate differently and maybe my demeanor and personality is not for them, but one of my friends might be the perfect person for them to learn from. Yeah. And tell me what uh, most, I guess, frustrates you or which was a little, a little bit different when we're talking about the direction of the fitness industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I don't like the, I don't like the black and white. I don't like the black and white approach that a lot of times if I go on social media, I see things that it's, it's very black or white in terms of giving advice. And I do not, 
I, I don't like that. It's very black or white. And, and sometimes in certain circles, it can become a little more, a little too negative, a, a, a little too negative. And it's a, a lot of the marketing is predicated on fears and insecurities and conjuring them up. So it, it's, a, it's a way to make you more shameful, get you to exercising out of shame and guilt instead of a more empowering state. So that's, that's the thing that's a, a little dicey and hairy in, in my eyes. Yeah, following up on that point, but if I gave you uh, 30 minutes to an hour with a group of people that may have been listening to this podcast and said, I'm really inspired to work with Julian on this focus group to optimize my health. I'm wondering, I'm wondering the top three things you would uh, focus on with this focus group when it comes to uh, optimizing your health. What are your principles when it comes to optimizing your health? Where do you think that starts? Yeah, for most people, let's let's take out, you know, I have any tests or assessments that I've done. So let's just say I'm coming in without any of that stuff. So the first thing I would do is to kind of what we, t- we mentioned it a little bit earlier, where we're talking about setting up what optimal health looks like to them. So before we can accomplish anything, we need to know where we want to go. And so I would encourage them and work with them until they are crystal clear on where they want to go, or at least have some semblance of an idea of where they want to go. And when you're deciding where you want to go, it doesn't matter where you are right now. So I don't, I'm not really concerned about where you are right now. I'm concerned about where you want to go because what's in the past is in the past. And each second that we're existing right now is tech is in the past. So the thing that we can create is the future, but we only can create the future that we want by focusing on the present moment. So after that, let's say we have this picture portrait of what optimal health looks like for them. The second thing that I would do is to get them to work on their nutrition and establish what I call a standard of performance. And a standard of performance is basically a way of philosophy, your personal nutritional philosophy is. So what, what are you going to eat? You know, where are you going to eat? How are you going to eat? And when are you going to eat? Answering some of those questions and being a little more mindful about your food decisions throughout the day. And so after we establish our nutrition, then we're going to look at the rest of the things and we're going to look at the lifestyle components. So we're going to look at the morning and the night. So how you start your day and how you end your day. And so we're going to, to our best ability, we're going to map out the last 60 to 90 minutes and the first 60 to 90 minutes. So they can start the day in an energized state and they can go to sleep in a more rejuvenated, less stressful state. And, and uh, Julian, I, I, I want to go back back to the idea of inclusion, equity, and diversity. How do you think we can accomplish that m- more effectively in the fitness space? Um, hmm. It's an interesting question. I think that, well, I, I think one of the things is, I think you need to see people first. So I, I th- if you think about a lot of things, uh, you need inspiration. So I, I think if someone perhaps sees me, right, and they see what I do, and they're like, oh, these things are possible, and 
this maybe this is a good industry to get into after seeing them. So you need examples, and so you need you need you need the the people that's already out there to start being a little more prominent, to start being more spokesmen of their industry, more spokesmen of their career and craft. And I think that it will inspire the younger generations and then other people on the sideline to get involved. But so I, I think seeing the initial people in there succeed and make moves, I think that's how you, you inspire. So just through action and leading and not necessarily, I think that's probably the best way. I don't think just saying, Hey, we need more people or anything like that. I think it's just moving, moving the right way. And I think it's going to take care of itself. Uh, fabulous. And, and tell me, uh, Julian, how do you define your own passion, purpose, and sort of uh, inspiration or motivation in life? What does that look like for you personally? How do how do you want your legacy to sort of be molded throughout the course of your life? Yeah. So my driving force is curiosity, and I, I and as a person, I just I try to lead with love, respect, and with intention and leave everyone that I came in contact with at least 1% better. And then um, I, and I guess on the more, even on the personal side more, it's not just creating generational wealth, but it's also creating generational health. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Julian, one of the things that I'm uh, personally passionate about and committed to is sort of celebrating the wins in life. And what I mean by that is sometimes we get so consumed about the everyday responsibilities uh-huh. of life and we don't celebrate the small wins in life. So my question to you is how do you do that? How do you celebrate the wins in life, buddy? Yeah, so some of the hobbies that I have, well, I guess the easy answer is it really is a treat for me to go run or go box or go lift weights. But I think that's the easy answer because people will say, well, you're in that industry. So I'll, I'll take that answer out. Um, I like salsa dancing. I, I like doing various Latin dances like bachata as well. Merengue, um, even stuff like Kizomba. Uh, I, I like to, I like to go into, I like going to restaurants and, uh, you know, having a good dinner with friends and even having a, a glass of wine or something and, and just uh, having fellowship and communion. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you, know, you said something that picked my interest, buddy. So how does boxing fill, fill, fill up your cup, buddy? What do, you, what do you get out of it and why do you enjoy it so much? Yeah, so it's a good workout for me. So it, it, it helps with it helps me stay in pretty good shape and conditioning. So days that I, I don't go for a long run or, or if I just want to change it up, boxing is good for me. And boxing is a stress relief. So there's nothing like hitting a heavy bag and just repeatedly punching it to get any type of frustration that you have out on the day or anything out. And so it's like you're just punching away any, you're releasing a lot of negative energy if you had it. So that's what, that's what I do boxing for is, I mean, sure, it helps physically, but for me, it's really just a energy cleanse. Absolutely. And tell me, Julian, if you had a final message to anyone who may be watching or listening to this about the importance of optimizing your health, what do you think the message would be, buddy? Yeah, just, um, it's bigger than you. You know, you, 
you have more influence than you think you do. There's more people watching you than you think are watching you. And uh, taking care of your health is not just for you. Taking care of your health is for the people around you. Taking care of your health is for the people that are going to come after you. And so you can create ripples in the, your timeline, your generations, just by taking care of your health. Yeah, absolutely. And Ryan, tell, uh, Julian, tell me if, uh, if people want to get connected with you, buddy, what's the best way they can do that? Yeah, the website's theartoffitnessinlife.com, and you'll see everything there. Fantastic. Well, Julian, I really enjoyed our conversation about optimizing our health and your journey in uh, health and fitness, buddy. You've worked in the space, and Tom, on my behalf, is most appreciated, and I want to thank, uh, thank you for being here this morning to engage in conversation with me, buddy. Thank you so much for having me on, man. It's, a, it's an absolute pleasure to... Uh, connect with you and to just have this lovely conversation. So thank you once again.